Hello, and welcome again to another wonderful spiritual teaching video from me, Pastor Deborah. We're once again coming to you over the YouTube channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. It has lots of videos for you to watch and much for you to learn. There's YouTube shorts on it. In this ministry of Agape Love, Love is Here, there is also a children's channel called For Children of All Ages. There's also one called Light into Darkness. Many stories about going into great spiritual darkness. And there's a multitude of playlists. Watch them all. Go back to my very beginnings. I just sent a wonderful pastor some videos I had made early on about the one and how it was a lonely number talking about God before creation even happened. God is so wonderful to Pastor Deborah. He allows me to tap into sort of and he shows me and reveals himself how he felt what he thought before he created anything because we need to understand him in most of our teachings and preaching. We don't talk much about him. He kind of gets passed over, as well as the Holy Spirit. We don't quite know the relationship we're to have with the Holy Spirit. It's as a disciple to a master teacher. We don't really have deep understandings of the father or his other part, the mother, agape love. God has had me study for years learning about him because I learned that his son he sent a dirt body that had a mind of Christ the word Christ in it means the anointed king it is a person the spirit part of us the forever person and it is the word of God from God himself When you watch a lot of historical dramas, documentaries about pharaohs, kings, emperors, you learn that their word is law. It is written down in an edict, a decree, and handed out, read out by ministers. A lot of them were eunuchs, sort of an angel a non-gender being. The king, he was the lawgiver. He was the judge. He was the guiding light for a nation, for programs, for the community. And yet we don't study the father very much. We don't understand edicts, royal decrees, laws, The culture of heaven. That's the territory he lives in. We don't understand the rules of the spirit. So Pastor Deborah had to learn all of that. For I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor. I was trying to help you. Boy, do you have some problems. I was trying the only way I knew how. In the world. To help your mind and your emotions sort of become more normal as defined by 
the American Medical Association, the American Psychiatric Association, society, culture, faith. Normal has changed throughout the years through culture, through faith. But yet, somehow human beings don't want to be labeled abnormal because you might be crazy. And people didn't want that label because they knew bad things would happen to them. So here in this wonderful spiritual teaching video, we're going to take a step using a virtual background, a motion video from Pixabay through my wonderful program called Zoom Pro. And then it will be edited in my editing program called Wondershare Filmora. I've been using it for years. I don't use everything because they do charge for some things. But I've just learned how to add some music at the beginning and the end. Very pretty music. It's free. I try to get everything I can for free. So a lot of times I spend my days searching. Maybe on Google free clip art. Or on Pixabay where I get these motion videos for free. Now there's a lot of other better ones. But you have to pay for those. And I'm on a limited budget. Believe it or not. I am 71 years old. I have been doing this, helping people the Lord's way, since I was probably in my 40s. But I'm just now getting around in the last few years to learning how to record on social media. I had to do a lot of studying, watching a lot of YouTube videos, practicing at home. Recording myself, tried out many different cameras, microphones, tried the green screen. Oh, I had them. I didn't like any of them. So if you notice, I don't have one. I might be fuzzy to you. Things might pop up back behind me. That's my living room. My hand could point into the video and disappear. No green screen. Maybe one day Zoom Pro will fix their program with some of the smart techies out there. So we don't have to have a green screen, and yet we're not fuzzy. And it's the background doesn't come through. Maybe the cameras will get better. I'm just sitting at a door with the curtain down in one part of my living room. It's kind of quiet right now. Don't know how long it'll last. Yesterday I was cutting grass. And it's about 100 degrees at in the afternoon here. We're doing okay. We're not having thunderstorms and tornadoes. No flooding. No cars have gone floating down my street. No trees have been knocked over. And we have lost very little power. We've had a couple of outages, but they came right back on. So we're doing okay. But here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida, in America, we're entering into our hurricane season. So we keep a watchful eye on the Gulf and the Atlantic and what's coming off of Africa. We listen to the news. We pay attention because we've been through many of them down here. I've been here at this house in Pensacola, Florida, right across the street from Perdido Bay. 
over 40 years. Been through many a hurricanes. Had my kitchen floor flooded. We've lost electricity. Couldn't get down the street. Had trees and limbs down. Roofs damaged. Stressful days. But we get through each one of them patiently. And we recover. Right now, we're in that heat wave. Today, it's supposed to probably get near 100 with the heat index in the triple digits, for sure. I can stand most of that out in our yard. We have a lot of shade and trees around us. We're sort of out in the woods. And we get a sea breeze off of Perdido Bay. So it's not too bad. But if you were inland, away from the ocean and a lake, you probably wouldn't get that breeze. And it'd be a lot hotter. But you learn to adjust. And I have. So here on this word of encouragement for 2023, when I'm recording this, it is still, I think, just 1st August, the first week of August. This, you should be seeing this in November of this year, trying to get finish out December so I can start recording for 2024. So here on this word of encouragement, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready? The question is, are your steps, your actions, your thoughts, your deeds, your images, your emotions, your feelings, are they ordered by the Lord? This motion video from Pixabay shows us sort of God speaking down to us. Lighting the way in our darkness, in our ignorance. Follow this path. Go this way. It's a great question. Most of us maybe never think about it. Even when we get in bad times. Bad days. Are those days ordered? By the Lord? Is the Lord in charge of us? If we believe in him or don't believe in him. Is he ordering the steps of nature? Is he ordering the steps of businesses? Political leaders? Politicians? Laws? Governments? Nature? Animals? That's a good question. And what does the word order mean? Command? Decree? That's what we're going to talk about in this word of encouragement. But first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being here with us and for us. And help us through your Holy Spirit, our master teacher for our spirit. Help us to understand you and how you order, you royal decree, you use edicts to help us, to guide us, to protect us. And yet we may not even know it. Father, help us to answer this question so that we may know the answer. Father, help us to understand you through your words of spirit and light. Father, bring Isaiah 61 and 62 into fruition in our lives. You sent it. You're working it. 
your water in it, let it bloom and blossom in our minds so we can hear and see you and what your heart is for us, your desires and your prophetic words. Father, give us a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision right now so that the spirit can rise up out of the miry clay of the soul and the flesh and it can receive your light, your truth, your words, your love without hindrance and interference from the soul. Father, be with us as you teach us today on this word of encouragement for you and for them. In the name of Christ Jesus, the word of God, the Christ, the King of the kingdom of heaven, made flesh. Amen. All right. Question again. Let's go back to the title. Are your steps, your actions, your deeds, your thoughts, your images, your beliefs, your concepts, are they ordered? Are they directed? Are they guided by the Lord? Before we can really get into that, let's ask who the Lord is. The word Lord means owner, master. Another word might be husband, uh, employer, king, ruler, God. Doesn't mean prophet, doesn't mean priest, doesn't mean denomination, non-denomination, doesn't mean uh, a form of government. It doesn't mean a sex. It doesn't mean that. It means a person. To help us understand this question, we're going to go ask a king himself. King David of ancient Israel. And we're going to get his words from the authorized King James Bible out of Psalms, which he wrote most of. Some of them were poems or songs. Are just prayers and thoughts that he would write and sing and say to his God of Israel. This is Psalms 37, verse 23. And this is King David speaking. So let's listen. Verse 23. The steps, the actions, the ways, the ideas the concepts, the beliefs, the culture, the feelings of a good man, a person, the forever person, are ordered, commanded by royal edict. They are established, set, permanent, fixed by the Lord. King David is saying, my Lord, who I serve with joy and thanksgiving, who is sort of my guardian. He's my master teacher. He owns me. He has provided for me. I serve him, the Lord. He has established and ordered the steps. 
And you, King David, or me, the forever person, delights in his, the Lord's way. This is just one powerful statement. King David is saying, you have to recognize there are steps in your life. Seasons. We'll see them through life, circumstances, people, times. There are actions, deeds that we do. Relationships that we have. The ways that we think. The ways that we uh, do things, believe in things. We have ideas, thoughts, and feelings. And he is saying, all of these of a good person. A good forever person. The spiritual part of us. Those ways. Those steps. Are ordered. Commanded. Told. We are told which way to go. Told the rules. We're commanded to go in a certain way. Follow this path. Go here. Don't don't go there. Stop. Go. They are established by the Lord. And David goes on and tells us that you, the forever person, the spirit part of us, will delight in his, the Lord's way. Once you realize there is a person, a spiritual being, who is ordered through royal edict, through laws, commandments, statutes, ordinances, the way you should go. He's also given you the punishment, the judgments. We're not going in that way. Like what will happen to you if you don't? King David is telling us there is a Lord, a person, a being, his Lord that he answers to. That he serves as king of Israel. Who he believed in. Went after with his own heart and mind. To understand. He said that Lord. Who is God. My God. My Lord. He orders my paths. We may not understand it. In King David's thing. He was just being a little shepherd boy. Of his father's sheep. When he was handpicked by God and anointed through the prophet Samuel. Great movie to see that in is David. And yet Samuel said, this ruddy boy, probably a young boy or early teenager. He don't look like a king. At that time, King Saul, the first king, was king. But he had disobeyed the prophet Samuel. Three times, and he lost his anointing and would lose his crown. You can lose your anointing and your crown as a leader, but your death will come later. You're not protected. So King, so David was anointed out in the field, away from everybody. Didn't know anything. And you'll see that in the movie, David. 
You even see that in the movie David, how King Saul was anointed and how you're changed when the anointing comes for you have a purpose to do. So here David is saying, my steps of my life, my purposes, who I'm to become. David was to become the king, the warrior, the protector of Israel. Israel at that time was in a nation where there were enemies. You had to have a king who did international work with other nations, who was a soldier, who was a battle-tough warrior. And that's who David was. He was a politician. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't a pastor. And he wasn't a teacher. Ancient Israel used to have the invisible God, this Lord of King David, as their king. As their judge. And we say that. When this king went to battle for Israel. In Egypt. Against the gods of Egypt. Each one of the signs and wonders that came down. To set the Israelites free. Was a battle against a god of Egypt. This was a battle of gods. Played out. On earth. So David knew about this god which set his people free of 400 and something years in slavery in Egypt. David had followed the judges. Because what had happened was God says, you're going into that land over there. But it's not fully conquered yet. You're going to have to fight. And that's how it is for our spirit. Our spirit is in a land, a territory, most of us taken captive by our soul. And its lust and its desires and its eyes and its body and its appetites. And it is the very nature of Satan himself who perverted everything when the original one, Adam, disobeyed. That's another story. So David is saying, even as a young child, you can hear God's voice in your dreams. And be ordered. Sometimes our steps are ordered by our parents. Sold into slavery. Into marriage. Many young children were sold to be priests. The story of Ruth. Was Stuart Whitman. Ruth was sold by her father. For money. Into the priesthood. And most of the young girls at that time. Were to be raised up. And one was to be sacrificed. To the God of Moloch. In Moab. They knew about sacrifice. for To help ask for prayers against enemies. And to have good crops. Great prayer. When you hear that. On the sacrificial altar. That came out of the Old Testament. Most people don't do that nowadays. They don't pray to a God for help. For crops, for weather, from enemies. American Indians knew that when it didn't rain, we had to do a rain dance. Call on the gods, the great eye, the great God in the sky, for help. We don't do that. You don't see politicians, leaders, government, business people, climate changers, calling forth us to prayer. 
to forgive the earth for shedding blood on it. Did you know the earth has cursed us? And the earth means our physical bodies as well. We mistreat this. We eat wrong. We drink too much alcohol. We eat too much food and we get fat and overweight. We mistreat our physical dirt, our bodies. We mistreat the earth. Back in the Old Testament, when a young man named Cain was jealous of his brother Abel because God accepted Abel's sacrifice of a young animal. This was early, early in humanity's history. Cain killed his brother. Blood was spilt on the earth, and the earth's voice rose up and said, From this day forth you are cursed from the earth. The earth will not bring forth its resources, its blessings, its protection. It will not be a partner with you. It will be your enemy. It will attack you because you shed your brother's blood on us. The earth is against us unless you ask its forgiveness. You pray over the land, the water. The, it is subjected to Satan itself. It must obey. It was created to be obedient and to serve a Lord and God. God uses it. Satan uses it. But you know what? You don't see our leaders, even our faith leaders. Don't see our politicians, the climate changers, even knowing this. They blame humanity. For all the problems. We are the problem. We don't like the earth. We murder the animals in the sea. The little sea lions for its fur. We don't protect. We don't provide for it. We misuse it. We pollute it. We put icky old stuff in the soil. And it fights back against us. So here in this scripture, Psalms 37, 23, we are hearing King David tell us that his steps, his ways, his actions, his thoughts, his beliefs, his customs of his spirit, soul, and physical body, all of his ideas, that if he is a good man, In this God's eyes. Then his steps are ordered. Commanded. Established. By the Lord. And then he says. You the forever person. Once you know this. And you step on the path of the Lord. You will delight in the Lord's way. I have walked his path. All my life. Except for a little while when I got off as Jan. And you will hear about that in a story in a video coming called It's Time. Jan had to pass away. Her steps were not right. It is a slow process to get on the right path with the right frame with who you're supposed to be. And you'll learn a lot about that in that story. So King David is telling us there is a who Not fate. Not luck. Not our ancestors. 
not a political party, not history, but a who that orders our steps. I have been with this Lord since I was three. My parents were gracious and they set my feet on the path with this God. I never was a part of a denominational church because in the military where I grew up, you just went to the Protestant church service. You never knew what the denomination of the pastor was. You just had the pure word. So later on, when my father retired out of the military, I started going to a Southern Baptist church. I didn't like that. Tried to Catholic. Nope, didn't fit. So I had a girlfriend who was Catholic. Tried different Southern Baptists. Tried the Methodist church, Presbyterian church. Tried denominations. Then when I got in college, I went to a commune for Christians, hippies. It was good. It wasn't quite what I was looking for, but I got some revelations. Read in the same Bible I had since I was three or four. Kept searching, looking. This was before the days that a lot of TV preachers were on television. So all you had was church services in a building. I've been to LGBT churches. I've been to non-denominational churches. I've been to church services outside, in homes. I had a pastor for long years to teach me on the kingdom and the kingdom of heaven from the Bahamas Faith Ministries, Dr. Miles Monroe. I watched him every Sunday night live from the Bahamas, from my home. He's in heaven now, but he set my feet on the path with his books and teachings about the king, the kingdom of heaven, and us. Excellent man. Because he grew up in the Bahamas. When he was a small child, they were a colony of England. So he understood colonies, governors, how you were to be transformed in the Bahamas to look like an English person. And your government, culture, your rules, what side of the road you drove on, your clothes, you were to reflect the Queen of England and England culture. In the Bahamas. He lived under that as a child. He understood that. And then the Bahamas declared their independence. And became their own nation. The governor of England. Who had been living with him. He said in a pink house. Had to leave. Because they declared independence. From England. And that's what happens to us. On the inside. When we declare our independence. From the Lord. We don't want his steps. We don't want to be protected by him. We don't want him telling us what to do. We don't want to obey. He leaves sort of. And he's quiet. So King David is telling us. When you realize that your steps are ordered. Even the bad ones. I've been through some bad stuff. God has allowed him. He's allowed the attacks. He's allowed the viruses and bacteria to attack me. He's allowed family to come against me. Friends. He's allowed me to lose my job. My professional identity. He's allowed me to be spurned and kicked out of churches. 
He's allowed me to be kicked off of ministry teams. He's blocked the way from the way I wanted to go. Shut that door and said, you aren't going there. Many times he said, you can't pick up the phone and call somebody. I'm not going to talk to you because you're not doing what I want you to do. You're in the flesh. What you're doing is not of me. It's of Satan. But he had to talk through my father to tell me that. God has a plan for us. We don't know it, but he will order our steps. So King David is saying, once you realize that, and you are one of his children through belief of his son, and you yourself get on the cross and have that experience of dying to yourself, the old you, and being resurrected like Christ Jesus was in the tomb. Then you start as a new baby. You must be under a master teacher who works through the Holy Spirit, through people. You must have a mama in your life. You must be getting the word and growing, feeding on it, drinking its water, its wine, its milk. And then when you're ready, eating the deep spiritual truths, the meat of the word. So King David is saying, once you start getting there, you recognize that your steps, your decisions, what you should think about, what should be your interest, what is your passion, your purpose, how you are to help people through your ideas, your ways. If you're a good person, a good spiritual being, in touch with the Lord, wanting to go his way. Do you understand Isaiah 61 and 62? The Father's heart for you and humanity. When you understand the Bible is a Bible, both of the flesh and the spirit, then you'll realize each step, each decision you make is to line up with the Lord. His Ten Commandments. His prophecies for you. He says, when you do that, you will delight in him. You will be a partner with him. You will be about his work, not yours. The church is not yours. The congregation is not yours. The people claim, my church. That's not right. That's not a good person. Good person realizes everything belongs to the king. You are a manager of it. You've been given leadership over it. You are to guard it, protect it, help it increase. In its productivity, you are to bless it. When trouble comes, you are to be a leader, manage it, watch over the people against evil, wicked people and systems. So David said, my steps, yes, they are ordered. When he was anointed as a young teenager, He couldn't quite believe he was called to be king. There was already a king, Saul. And David loved him, almost as a father. And David had to go and sit under King Saul 
for many, many years. Fought many battles, killed many people. Thought he was coming into a wonderful relationship. But King Saul got jealous. Because when he lost his anointing, which David did not know, King Saul became jealous. He knew God had anointed a new person. So you have to learn. So King David is telling us, when you learn this about the Lord, the King, that your steps will be ordered. And you take them. Your forever person, your spirit, your soul, and even your physical body will delight in him. All of nature, other humans will delight in your presence. I have people seek me out. I have this one young lady who I've known for a long, long time. She's got issues. She'll call me up. She'll ask me a question. And here's how it worked. We were talking about her health. She's not very healthy. She said, oh, but Deborah, you have a pacemaker. There were people, human spirits, that wanted to know why I had a pacemaker. They have not yet heard or read the story about it called, I will bear your burdens as Christ Jesus bore mine. Why I have a pacemaker is I was ministering to one of my spiritual children, Gavin. He had gotten raped in his buttocks by a satanic high priest with a steel rod. And he had to go to the hospital. Now, Gavin had been a hardcore heroin addict. But he got set free instantaneously when I took him to the throne room and put him in the hands of a precious young man named Owl, who also had been a heroin addict. Gavin was instantly delivered. And he had a lot of pain. And in the hospital, the story goes, he was so young, another precious One of my child, one of my children, Victor, a satanic high priest, went into this young boy's body, Kevin, and endured all the surgery and the pain in the hospital. Gavin's spirit left his body. Victor endured it because of love. Gavin had been sold by his mother as an infant to another satanic high priest, Isaac, who was the one who raped him with a steel rod. And Gavin was brought up in pornography, was used with animals since he was a baby. He's a good-looking young man. Oh, precious. And I adopted him and loved him from early on. We've had a relationship on the phone and in the spirit. Gavin was loved by me dearly. So he got delivered from heroin. Because the pain of pornography, satanic abuse. Gavin used to have to sit with a special instrument up his buttocks all the time. Because there was it was so stretched out. He couldn't live without something in it. Because he had had a life so abusive. Both for pornography purposes for pleasure of satanic priest, for boys, 
for men. This guy, Gavin, had multiple personalities. But his system loved me. So I helped him, ordered everybody to go to the hospital. Victor came in, took all the pain. Now it's time for Gavin to leave the hospital. And he did not want to take the medicine for the pain. He was afraid that he would get hooked again on it and then go back to heroin. So it was time for him and so many others to understand this love of Christ Jesus and his father for them and how deep it was. I was to be an example of that love. So I said, Gavin, don't you worry about it. I know an infection's coming. And I know you don't want to take any medication because of fear of becoming an addict. So I'm going to show you something. I'm going to demonstrate what I found. A love that's so powerful. Gavin, I will take your infection on myself to show you what happened on the cross by Christ Jesus because he bore and took my pains my hurt on himself to prove his love for me I am going to show you and demonstrate to you and all the others that power of that love that's beyond your understanding I will take your infection So you won't have to have it. And you won't have to get back on heroin. I prayed a prayer. And asked God to put it on me. Time passed just a few months. And I got an infection. It turned out to be diverticulitis. For two or three months I didn't eat. I lost a lot of weight. I didn't know that. I thought I had a stomach virus. Ended up in the hospital when I couldn't breathe. The infection had gone to my heart. My heart had swelled up. I almost died. My heart was so weak now. I had to have a pacemaker. Still have it. On a lot of blood thinners. And on something called Coreg. To keep my heart. So it will not. Pump too fast. Everybody asked me over there on the dark side why I would do this for Gavin. I said I had no choice. This was done for me on a cross. Christ Jesus took my pains, my hurts, my fears, my sin, all the ick on himself. He became the infection. But these young, precious people didn't know that to the extent they needed. So I was willing to sacrifice myself to demonstrate this love of this Christ Jesus for them. So I took Gavin's infection. I didn't die, didn't expect to. But on the phone with this lady in Georgia, when they asked, and I'm telling this story, it's quiet. The many people who were listening through her were hearing a story of love, sacrifice, 
loving your brother more than yourself. I just saw this again in a Chinese movie about special operations and how a young man pushed a woman soldier away from a grenade and he took it himself. He loved her. She loved him. But that man's instinct was to save her. And he chose to die so she could live. When she's crying, she's crying over her human love for him. But all I could see was God's love for us on the cross. Taking the grenade, falling on it to save us, dying so we could live. I mean, it was in tears because God shows me every step, every moving, something about the cross, something about his love for us, something about how he guides us and directs us, about kings and pharaohs and edicts and commands. So Gavin learned about the power of love. I was taking a step that was ordered by the love of God. I was delightful and glad to do it because God loved Gavin. And all that were listening so you can watch anything, like that young man, that soldier, special ops, die, saved another, so they could live. If you're looking, you'll see it. So here, King David is telling us that your steps, if you're a good man, a good person, You will sacrifice yourself for another. That's the mind of Christ. Even unto death. I did it. And I have a pacemaker. My time was not yet to die. Kevin went on. And his best friend Hans... And so many others. They work behind the scenes now. They're grown men, probably got their own kids. They work behind the scenes. They work in that realm, reaching out with love, telling their stories about the love of God. And now one lady, Esther Deborah, their spiritual mother, Followed the steps of the Lord. I tell my stories. So you can understand. A word of encouragement. God says I will order you. If you take them. The kingdom is so grateful. And you will delight. You couldn't imagine. The joy I had. To sacrifice myself. So Gavin. Hans. Victor. Isaac. Amanda. Robin. Rachel. 
could all learn about this love of a father through his son on a cross. I was used so many times and still am. So here in these words of encouragement, yes, my steps, they are ordered. My actions, my thoughts, my deeds, my prayers, each day is ordered by the Lord of the kingdom of heaven. So you be encouraged. You can get there. You can be as King David. Rise up spiritually. First get control of your spirit. Your soul and physical body. Tear down the old temple that's in there. Kick out those gods you've been worshiping. Get disciplined in your food and your what your physical body does. Get disciplined in your thoughts, your feelings, your desires. Stop doing most of what you're doing in life. Study. Take notes. Get yourself under a master teacher. Get a mama and a father in your life. Learn to grow spiritually. You have to change your thoughts, your concepts, your culture within you. You will leave many people behind. You will be isolated. But it is the most wonderful relationship. King David knows it. Gavin knows it. To be in love with. To be loved by. To serve and honor. The Lord of the kingdom of heaven. That is your word of encouragement. So let's pray. That you too. Can hear. Understand. Accept. And learn. That yes, even in your darkness, your ignorance, God is helping you to step toward the light. He is speaking through dreams, visions, movies, books, fairy tales, music, art, nature. He's using everything to reach you. Circumstances, life, death, birth, He'll use animals, the weather, strangers, money. He will use everything to help you. He's trying to get you somewhere. He's trying to fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in your life. He's trying to get you reconciled to him as a child back in the family. So you can mature to be a king. That he can send to a colony. And you'll take the governor with you. The Holy Spirit. And you will learn. And you will rule and reign. Through your authority. As a king spiritually. On this planet earth. And the new one that's to come. So be encouraged. Yes. Your steps. Your actions. Your thoughts. They are ordered by the Lord. Even if you don't know him, don't believe in him, they are still ordered. You may not know it, 
but he is. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word of encouragement and the teaching from your master teacher, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the story that you have given me to help others about Gavin. Thank you for King David, who you love so much and still do. Thank you that he wrote his songs for us, his words to help us now. <laughs> Thank you for all that translated the Bible from Hebrew and Greek into English or another language. And thank you for YouTube and all the help of the IT people. The motion videos from Pixabay, Wondershare. Thank you for all the subscribers. They are your people. This is your church. The Hidden Kingdoms. This is about you and them. Father, be about your work, teaching, training, and helping them to understand and to see you, a father with a heart that loves them so much, who gave himself in his son to go to a cross to show your love. Father, help them to reach out to you in their dreams, in their circumstances, So they too can be about following your steps, your rules, your edicts, your commands. So they can delight in you. And so you have nothing but goodness and good thoughts towards them. Thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus. All right. I'll see you on the next one. Next week. Bye. Bye.